Welcome to Belly Up to the Par, the podcast where myself, Tim, and my co-host, Matt, listen to the 90s alt band Belly and play a little disc golf. Uh, anything new that you wanted to discuss this week before we get into it, Matt? Uh, not that I can think of offhand. Well, I did have one thing. For a very brief moment this weekend, U2 was actually the band I own the most albums of. Wow. But then a day later, I got Murray Street from Sonic Youth, so they took back the lead. Damn, nice. <laughs> I'm one album away from my Sonic Youth collection, and done with you two, actually. Alright, so on to question of the week. What dead musician or defunct band would you like to be able to see live? So, I was doing some... I, Tim and I had to discuss what counted as a defunct band this morning. Yeah, essentially my definition was any band that had... 99% probability they would not reform. Any band could possibly be reformed. Right. And I don't want to spoil Matt's answer, so I won't discuss further, but... Actually, I was going to say, my answer was going to be Guns N' Roses. Right. Because I would love to see them in concert, and I know it'll never happen. But, after looking a little bit more, Rage Against the Machine apparently had a huge falling out towards the end. Right. And they are highly unlikely to get back together. Huh. I wouldn't have guessed that. Yeah. I I kind of assume with them that they could possibly get back together at any, you know what I mean? They yeah. seem like reasonable fellows that would maybe work this thing out. Cause, well, before we had talked about Husker Du, too, that yep. it's been 30 plus years since all those things happened. I, I feel like they should be able to yeah. talk it out and go on tour again. Uh, I Mine's kind of obvious. If you know me, I think it would be. It, it'd be Nirvana. Yeah. In fact, uh, old Cobain popping himself in the skull. That really kind of puts a hindrance on it. Uh, yeah, well, that, that too. But that was the one where I was like, okay, if I get an opportunity to see a band I like, I can't skip it now. Like, yeah. You know, they anything can happen. So first time I saw Melvin's was the same thing. Like, well, I got to go because I don't want to pass this opportunity. U2 was the same thing. Like, oh, these guys are old. I'm into them now. If I'm going to see them, this yeah. is it. So yeah, uh, several bands I've probably done that with. They're just like, yep, got to go see them. Against Me was that way. Like, got to go see them. I they could break up tomorrow. Who knows? So this week, we're going on to Dove Side A. Uh, if you listened last week, I gave you the wrong playlist. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, the source that I usually figure out, I search for the vinyl, because vinyl's the only thing left that's going to have sides. I searched for the vinyl. The place I'd previously gotten playlists from was incorrect when I actually got oh. the CD yesterday. I looked at it and went, oh, this doesn't match what I said last week. <laughs> so sorry about that and I don't know that this is definitive side A I just said well there's 12 songs 6 and 6 anyways after a 21 year absence Belly announced that they would be reforming for a set of shows in the UK Ireland and US but what was happening in the intervening years with our old friends Belly <laughs> well Donnelly began recording solo albums and she released 4 and she also began work as a postpartum doula if you're interested in finding out more about that profession and her experience with it she talks about it pretty extensively on the Mark Marin podcast. It might have been the most, one of the most interesting parts of the interview, actually. Uh, Gail Greenwood began playing bass for L7, did that for three years, and then toured as, was the touring bassist for Biff Naked for two years, and has played in her own band, Benny Sizzler, since 2002, and opened her own graphic design business. Wow. Chris opened a commercial and fine art photography studio, his own surf shop, and published his first children's book, Indie Surfs, Tom Briefly joined the band, Buffalo Tom. Toured with Kirsten Hirsch in 99 and then joined uh, Chris at the Commercial and Fine Art Photography Studio. During the 2016 reunion tour, Belly began performing two new songs, Human Child, which I assume is about the offspring of the dominant species on the planet Earth. I would hope. And Army of Clay, 
This fueled rumors that a new album was not far behind. And that gets us into Dove Side A. Alright. First up was Mine. I mean, I, I put down that this has kind of a more more modern pop than their original sound was back in the 90s. But oh, you not, think so? But not like... It still had the 90s pop sound. Well, that's my thing. I thought it sounded like a pretty... Pretty much of what you would expect out of a belly song. It had that very 90s quiet verse, loud chorus, quiet verse, loud chorus. Yep. Yeah, I put down that it's a really good intro to the album. Yeah, I do too. I, I do think that. I think if you're a hardcore belly fan, you've waited 20 years for this album. Yeah. Every day. And you check the news feed. Is belly back together? Yeah. Is, are they back together? Oh, still not back together. We've done this every day for 20 years. But then this album releases, and you hear this song the first time. I think you're happy as a Belly fan. Really good sound still after, what, 21 years? Uh, actually, this will be 23 years. Three years? Yeah, they started the tour in 2016. Wow. Yeah, so a couple years ago. But that's still, I mean... Uh, next up was Shiny One. I really liked the bass groove at the beginning of this one. Kind of wish they'd had it a little bit louder in the mix. Yeah. Certain parts of the guitars reminded me of like a Led Zeppelin riff, and I'm not a Led Zeppelin fan. Right. Vocals, I think, are a highlight of this song. Yeah, no, they did a lot of good vocal work yeah. in this song. Very catchy, and then had some experimentation near the end. Uh, it kind of reminded me a little bit when they slowed it down. Yep. And yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yep. A little bit of Shades of Jane's Addiction. I thought I heard that coming through. Oh, yeah. No, I could see it. Then they had some backing vocals, some strings feel like this was the single. I don't know for sure if they released singles for this album, because I was saving that kind of research for next episode. But man, it seems like it should have been one if they didn't release it as a single. Yeah. So I'm pretty happy with that song all around. Yeah, no, it was a really good sound and, and lyrical like experimentation was, was really good in that one. As we discussed before, I don't really notice lyrics too much <laughs> other than what they sound like. Yeah, and I pay more attention to lyrics than Tim does. Next up was Human Child. Ah, you know what it reminded me a lot of? Huh. Cranberries. Yeah. That drum, just with this the way the drum started, and then the whole song, I, you know what, I think vocally she sort of sounded like Dolores, or yeah. at least how I would imagine Dolores to sing that song. Yeah, no, I can see it. Because it kind of got that, like, her, her that vocal in that one was kind of that, yeah. that wavery Folky, uh, almost, uh, yeah. Uh, 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 yeah. She didn't sing anything remotely no. like that, and it probably sounds nothing like what I'm trying to imitate, but that's, I think that's what we both mean. Yeah. It was okay. I This one, I had to listen to it a few more times and decide yeah. if I like it I or think, not. I think it's one of those yeah. that, like, on first listen, I don't know that I would... Yeah. It, it's it's going to take a couple more before I can decide how I feel exactly. It's on the bubble. Yep. Faceless. Really tricked me with that intro. Yeah. I thought they were about to, about to slow it down some, which, you know, they kind of did. But this was a very uh, sort of psychedelic, I think is how we've described yeah. it in the past, which might not even make sense, really. Uh, 60-ish guitar riffs, I guess. The, yeah. No, I would put it there. It made me envision hippies running through a field of sunflowers. Like that time Kevin Arnold hung out with his sister Karen on Wonder Years. <laughs> I, I didn't watch a lot of... Oh, no, Matt, don't so. get the reference. Ah, we can catch up on the Wonder Years. So what were your thoughts on Faceless? <laughs> no, I, I generally agree. It was a really good... I mean, I solid sound. Um, I was trying to figure out, like... In part of it, it sounded like there was almost like a... Amped, but acoustic, like, twang to the guitar. Yep, I know That I was about. trying to... 
And that's sort of what I mean by that psychedelia, I yeah. guess. Yeah. It's like, that's almost acoustic, but you can tell that there's still that, like, amp yep. behind it. Yep, you can, for sure. Next up was Suffer the Fools. Now we're slowing it down. Yeah. Little piano acoustic number. Yep. I mean, not bad. Didn't blow me away. I, I don't foresee it being one of my favorites. No, but they did have, like, and again, this is where... I listen more to lyrical stuff than <laughs> Actually, Jim does. I was going to say, because it was so slow, I could pay attention to the lyrics yeah. a little more. But there was, I, I'd, I'd actually put that there was like kind of a dropout into a good lyrical like mesh between lead and backup towards the end. She's going to put up with this person's shit, because it's better than everybody else's yeah. bullshit, was the basic well, gist yeah, of the song. The, the basic gist of the, of the, <laughs> of the lyrics were, I'll put up with your crap, because I don't want to... F- Put up with everybody else. Yeah, everybody else sucks worse than you, so I guess I'm going to deal with you. Yep. <laughs> and then, last song, girl. Don't put away that guitar, acoustic guitar just yet. Nope. It's back in this song. Uh, though I think there are some differences for sure. I like this one a lot more uh, out of the acoustical numbers. So far on this album, I think this is the best one. Uh, good use of strings. Yeah, in the back. I like that a lot. Uh, good side ender, if this is in fact the end of side A. Right. I mean, <laughs> assuming that based on the this is our side A ending. Assuming they went, we have 12 songs, six on each side, done. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Matt. What are your final thoughts? Um, I spent the enti- like most of the side trying to figure out if they uh, got a new backup vocalist, because either that or they like gave her more free reign to actually... Actually, I'm wondering if it's felt it. That or is it the male vocalist you're hearing? Oh, could be. Yeah, because I I think I did hear some more male vocalists. There, there is there time. is also a male vocalist now that I didn't don't remember hearing in King. Right. But they did do. I mean, there was play around with the vocals and the instrumental and a few. I, I don't know the acoustics. I I do enjoy a lot of acoustical like music just because I can focus on the lyrics and the sounds. Then right. <laughs> Makes sense. But no, and and it's. I couldn't tell if it was based on experimentation or just, like, the evolution of the band over the past 23 years or whatever, but it was a good good change-up from King. Yeah, it wasn't my favorite of the side A's. No. But I'm not sure if this or King's side A is my favorite. I really need to listen to both to give a fair assessment on that front. I feel like this one will probably be my number two. Right. But I haven't listened to that King one again, so I had to give them both another listen to be for sure. Uh, kind of like I said earlier, you know, if you're a hardcore belly fan, I think you're happy with this. Yeah. I think you're fucking ecstatic with this side A. So, 20-year yeah. gap and being able to kind of fulfill that fan that's waited that long. Yeah. I think that's an accomplishment all around. Yeah. All right. So, next week, of course, we'll be doing Dove Side B. Uh, that one has, and basing this off the back of the CD I own, <laughs> Army of Clay, Stars Align, Quicksand, Artifact, and heartstrings. And you know what? I may have missed one because there's only five here and I'm almost definitely at six. <laughs> God. Oh. Only, what, four or five episodes in, already blowing it. <laughs> Got anything else, Matt? Uh, you missed Starry Eyed. It's a, quote, hidden track. Oh. Well, I mean, I have to investigate further on that one. Based on the, on the Googling that I just finished. All right. All right. Yeah, I'll double yeah. check when I get home. <laughs> so, anything else? Uh, not off the top of my head, no sir. Alright, let's go disc. Alright.
us on Twitter at Frisky Discs. You can find this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find your podcasts.